We are back with another episode, no, another season of the Fed Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Dan Delatori, and I'm excited to start our first series called Roadmap to Your Federal Retirement. This will be a multi-part series that will help you better understand and navigate your federal retirement. And whether you're 10 months, 10 years, or even longer from retiring, there are a number of key issues that you need to address. Planning for retirement is not something that can be accomplished overnight, and it's not something that can be done successfully if you don't understand your options. As a federal employee, you have a lot of options, and you have a benefit package made up of various parts that do have the ability to work together. So initially, you'll have to analyze everything from your current income to your net worth to your health conditions. And the decisions you make today will have lasting effects on your finances in retirement. And not only do you need a plan, a roadmap to the retirement you want, but you also need to review and revise your plan to make sure you're still on track. So as we go through this series, you should spend time asking yourself, what does your retirement look like? The answer will be different for each of us, but begins with understanding what you have available. There are two main retirement systems within the federal government, CSRS and FERS. Only employees hired before January 1st, 1984 are eligible for CSRS. All others are covered under FERS, or the Federal Employee Retirement System. Since at this point in time, most feds are under FERS, that's going to be the retirement system we focus on during this series. Your FERS retirement is comprised of three main parts. The first is your FERS pension, second is Social Security, and finally, there's the Thrift Savings Plan, or TSP. These three components may function separately, but together, they create the foundation of your retirement. The first thing we'll look at with FERS pension is your employee contribution. Yes, not only do you contribute to your FERS pension, but you must contribute for at least five years to be fully vested. There are three retirement coverage classifications, which is determined based on your hire date. This coverage classification outlines what the standard employee contribution rate is. The three classification are FERS, FERS RAE, and FERS FRAE. FERS retirement coverage is anyone hired between January 1st, 1987 and December 31st, 2012. It also affects anyone rehired during that same time with less than five years credible service under CSRS. For FERS retirement coverage, the standard employee contribution rate is 0.8%. The next retirement coverage is FERS RAE. RAE employees are those who were first hired between January 1st, 2013 and December 31st, 2013. It also affects employees rehired during that time with less than five years credible service under FERS. The standard employee contribution rate for a FERS RAE employee is 3.1%. And finally, there's the FERS FRAE. FRAE employees are those who were first hired after January 1st, 2014. It also affects employees rehired during that time 
with less than five years of credible service under FERS. The standard employee contribution rate for a FERS FRAE employee is 4.4%. Now, earlier I mentioned that you must contribute for at least five years to be fully vested. But the bigger question is when are you able to retire? FERS retirement eligibility is based on a combination of age and years of service. To receive a full, unreduced benefit, you must satisfy one of the following three options. You must be 62 years old or older with at least five years of service, 60 years old with 20 years of service, or be the minimum retirement age with 30 years of service. Your minimum retirement age is based on the year you were born and is somewhere between 55 and 57 years old. If you were born before 1948, your minimum retirement age is 55. If you were born in or after 1970, it's 57. And if you were born between 1948 and 1969, you're somewhere in the middle. If you're part of the special group's retirement provision, then you're eligible for an early retirement without penalty at 50 years old with 20 years of service or any age with 25 years of service. Now that we know when we can retire, the next question is, what will my FERS annuity benefit be? The two main factors for calculating your annuity benefit are high three average salary and total years of service. Your high three average salary is the average of your highest pay you earned during any three consecutive years of service. For most of us, that's going to be our final three years of service. For the calculation, we have three possible formulas that you could fall under. Standard FERS annuity, maximum FERS annuity, or special groups FERS annuity. The standard annuity formula is your high three average salary multiplied by 1% then multiplied again by your total years of service. For an easy example, if you were 60 years old and retired with 20 years of service with a high three average salary of $100,000, your calculation would be 100,000 times 1% or 0.01, which equals 1,000 times 20 gets us 20,000 or $20,000 a year, which equates to $1,667 a month. If you're 62 with at least 20 years of service, then you qualify for maximum FERS annuity. This calculation is the same as the standard FERS annuity, except you get 1.1%. Using the example of a 62-year-old with 20 years of service, $100,000 high three average salary, we would get a calculation of 100,000 times 1.1% or 0.011, which is 1,100 times 20, which gets us $22,000 a year or $1,833 a month. Comparing these two situations, if this fictitious person chooses to wait to age 62 to retire instead of 60, they will get $2,000 more a year in annuity benefit. That may not seem like a lot, but if you compound it over 18 years, which is the average length of retirement, you're looking at $36,000 more benefit. For many, this extra benefit is incentive to stay two more years. Finally, we have special groups retirement calculations. This again follows the same concept, however, a bit more complicated. Special groups retirement will receive a combination of two calculations. 
The first calculation is high three times 1.7% times the first 20 years of service. The second calculation is high three times 1% times remaining years of service. You then add these two numbers together. Back to our example, your special group's retirement with a high three of $100,000 and 25 years of service, your calculation would be 100,000 times 1.7% or 0.017, which is 1,700 times 20, which is 34,000. We would then calculate the remaining five years by multiplying 100,000 times 1%, which is 1,000 times five, totaling 5,000. By adding together these two values, we get a total annual annuity of $39,000 per year or $3,250 per month. All right, we've talked about the types of retirement systems, when you're eligible to retire, and how to calculate your pension. Now let's talk about a few special provisions that are built into your FERS. First, we're going to talk about cost of living adjustments, also referred to as COLAs. Very few pension programs provide regular cost of living adjustments the way FERS does. To help keep pace with inflation, you're eligible to receive an annual adjustment on your FERS benefit starting at age 62 for a standard employee or immediately if retiring under the special group's provision. You are also available for COLA if you retired on disability and have been receiving benefits for over one year. The change in your FERS benefit is going to be based on the change in the Consumer Price Index, also known as the CPI. If the CPI increases by up to 2%, then your COLA will be the same as CPI. If CPI increases between 2 to 3%, then your COLA will be 2%. And if CPI increase is greater than 3%, your COLA will be CPI minus 1%. So if CPI is 7%, your COLA is 6%. The next special provision built into your first pension is credit for unused sick leave. Every 174 hours of unused sick leave counts as one month of credit. This creates a valuable asset in your sick time. And the final provision we're going to discuss is survivor benefits. As a FERS retiree, you have three options, full survivor benefit, partial benefit, or no benefit. This benefit would provide a portion of your FERS to be paid to your spouse in the event of your death. Each option has its advantages and disadvantages. A full survivor benefit provides 50% of your unreduced benefit. However, it comes with the cost of your gross FERS benefit to be reduced by 10%. The second option, partial survivor benefit, provides a benefit of 25% of your unreduced benefit. However, your cost is your gross benefit reduced by 5%. Some advantages to the survivor benefit are guaranteed income for your spouse and they retain eligibility for FEHB coverage. They also get annual COLA increases. However, some disadvantages are that if your spouse dies before you, then your deposits are lost. Additionally, if you and your spouse die together, then no benefits are available. And in no case will children or other heirs realize these benefits. So we talked about types of retirement, eligibility, pension calculations, and FERS provisions. And with that, we have completed a basic overview of the FERS systems. However, 
this is not a complete retirement picture. I mentioned earlier that the retirement system is made up of three parts, much like a tripod. Those legs are FERS pension, Social Security, and TSP. On our next episode, we're going to focus on better understanding and maximizing our Social Security benefits. Thanks for listening to the Fed Advantage podcast. I hope you have a better understanding of how your first pension works. I'm your host, Dan Delatore, and I'll talk to you next episode.